Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Contact the best authorities. Check on anything that seems to be extraordinary, no matter what it is. When you see something that's frightening, it looms large in the consciousness. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. The Boogie Monster, podcasting the unknown. Now I am whole yeah. hog. Whole hog. Whole hog's overrated, by the way. Really? Yeah, it sounds good. Oh, whole hog barbecue. Eh, usually dry. What? Well, why? Well, it's because you got uh, meat coming from all parts of the pig. You know, some of those parts <laughs> aren't great. That's a great way to describe an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got meat coming from all parts of this pig. <laughs> what a, a horrible gangbang. <laughs> Brazzers presents meat coming from all parts of this pig. Uh gross. <laughs> Fucking gross. What's going on, dude? Nothing, man. God, I'm leaving tonight. Yeah? I've been shredding. Been what, shredding a lot. What you been doing? Legs are beat. Yeah? Three rides, three days. Really? Beat down. Got the got the Power Volt massage gun. Not Ooh. a sponsor, by the way. Oh, yeah. But, but, How's that going? It's the best. Oh. They're not, I mean, it wasn't cheap, but man, to have one of those in the house, like like massage chairs seem opulent, you know, but having the gun, and if you have a, a, a someone you can trust to, mm-hmm. to hit your back with it when mm. you need it, mm. but yeah, dude, I was uh, just out yeah. trying to live life before I go back and mm-hmm. catch a fucking disease in the airport. Yeah, you flying out tonight? Where are you flying yeah. to? Oh, Vermont. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of people hit me up offering me cheese, which I appreciate. <laughs> hey, man, can give you some of that cheese? I'm like, yeah, unless it's code, unless I'm stocking up on a lot of drugs. I think just that Vermont cheddar. That I think old, that's what they're known for. That right? old Kumail joke. Cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cheese is doing the heavy lifting. It's he- heroin. Uh, heroin's doing the heavy lifting. Codeine. Yeah. It's heroin. It's heroin. <laughs> it's mostly heroin. <laughs> You're doing heroin. <laughs> oh man well that's cool vermont yeah well i just saw they got a uh coronavirus like somebody who was doing the screening at mm-hmm. the airport uh-huh from fl- inbound flights from china at lax tested positive for coronavirus oh really yeah oh no it's here which means like it's so the person now. testing for it tested positive who did they get it from then they got it from somebody that they didn't find well, if the tester catches it, then we're all doomed. Who watches the Watchmen? I, I just I've been saying that in a, for anything. I don't. I didn't see the show. Speaking of which, coronavirus update: thirty-two hundred dead worldwide, uh, eleven dead in the United States. Do you remember a few weeks ago? It was like three or four weeks ago. We first started talking about this. I, I can't remember specifically, but I think my first report was like. There's 80 dead. Yeah. Now it's up to 3,200 just a few weeks later. So are yeah. you, you're seriously concerned about it now with as much well, as you travel? I mean, it's on my mind. Mm-hmm. You're going to wear a mask on the plane? I tried last time I went out, yeah. and it's just you're just blowing your own bad breath up your nose, and it's hot. And I guess the mask is not what does it because it's more the washing your hands, like everybody's saying, wash mm-hmm. your hands. Do you wash your hands? Because then you touch your face. I mean, yeah, I wash it when I go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Now you got to carry on Purell, which yeah. I say people are running out of. Oh, really? Yeah, it's gnarly, dude. Wipe, mm-hmm. You got to wipe shit down when you get on the plane. Take mm-hmm. wet wipes. 
wipe down wipe down public surfaces. When I first started working the road years ago, I used to have this, and I've I've never been really a hypochondriac or anything like that. But I used to have this whole ritual every time I check into a motel room because mm-hmm. they were back then, and even still now, oh, man. majority don't, motels. Don't hear about yeah, but I would. Uh, like I know they're bad, and I hate when people point out. Yeah, I would travel with a can of uh, Lysol spray. I'd spray the toilet and the sink, the door handles. Then I'd always bring my own pillowcase, and if I didn't have a pillowcase, I'd just use an old T-shirt because I didn't trust their pillowcases. Yeah. yeah. Fuck hotels. I don't want to think about it, man. You ever think, like, if you get to a point where, like, wait, wait, I mean, we're 43. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was a good run. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, not in a morbid I, way. No, but I like, think if, about that all if, the time. If shit went down, yeah. like, I, would, I would hope I would be able to lock into a perspective of, of gratitude. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I had so much love. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. Man, I did it. Yeah, no, I think about that all the time. I'm probably going to die of a heart attack at 49. Well, all right, let's not go. <laughs> that Nostradamus episode hit you a little too hard. Uh, yeah, I think about that yeah. a lot. How's life? Taking forever. Is it the Stanhope bit about? suicide is like life just isn't everybody's thing (laughs) (laughs) well because once you get our age it's not necessarily that your dreams die or anything but like what's gonna happen moving forward that i haven't experienced like what surprises around the there's a lot no there's a lot but there's also a lot more to look back on Mm -hmm. with perspective whereas 20 you're not like oh man in my teen years he's like you're only looking forward and even in your 30s you're still like Hell yeah, looking for man, I partied a lot in my twenty, but you're still partying. Now uh-huh. it's like, all right, everybody's slowing down, yeah. settling down, and you have a little more perspective on things because you have more experience in life. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, this is a death acceptance. It's a whole movement. Yeah. There's a I talked about the couple of books that I read by Caitlin Doty. Hmm. She's got one, she was like a, she's a mortician. Her whole movement is like, just like every single person is going to die. Yeah. Every single person. And the fact that we just don't talk about it, you can't. If you talk about it, you'll jinx it. Mm -hmm. It's not a jinx. It's the truth. Yeah. It'll happen. So I don't see any problem with being nonchalant about it. I only hope that my death comes swiftly. Yeah, I wouldn't want a long one. No. We get hit by a you train. You don't want a long, drawn-out, miserable death. No. Get hit by a train, eaten by a mountain lion. That'd be pretty cool. I don't think eaten by a mountain lion is swift. Eh. They go for your jugular. You know, I mean, it'd take, it'd, it'd take them a while to eat you, but you would die pretty quick, I think. Oh, I don't right. know how What is situation that. are you in where you, you live in Long Beach, dude? Where's, oh. Where are the mountain lions coming to get you? Griffith Park. There's one, and I think it died. Why do you think that? They said a P90X or whatever the main <laughs> mountain lion was died. What? Oh, they think he died? Or they, they know found, he died? I'm going to look it up. Huh. Uh, we saw one on a bike ride. Oh, yeah? I didn't see it. My buddy Kevin was in front of me, and all of a sudden he's like, do you see that thing? I'm like, no. He's like, I don't know. It was big. Wow. <laughs> it ran up there. I mean, I've seen bobcats. I haven't seen a mountain lion. Yeah, I've seen bears. It might have been a bear. Not afraid of a bobcat. I tell you the story when me and Ryan Singer saw one. He ran the other way, and I walked towards it. 
Let's just want to get a better look. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna. P twenty two. P twenty two. That's a lot easier than P ninety X. Wildlife officials say Griffith Park's lone mountain lion P twenty two is doing well after health check. Oh, I thought oh. he died. I, I didn't see the end of the, uh, the <laughs> title on Google. I had to wait for the thing to the article to come up. Oh, all right. Okay, good deal. He, he's out there somewhere. Old P-22. 118 pounds is a year ago. 118 pounds. 9 to 10 years old. I wonder how long they live. Just one. What a... What a what a what a what a lonely life! Yeah, poor guy. Or is it a gal? Do we know? know? They say he, but you know nowadays that's true. That we ask the mountain lion. What a I mean, bad! What a terrible! I still joke. can't get used to the uh, pronoun thing. I know I'm changing gears here, but I saw somebody um, somebody talking about. I saw a tweet in reference to someone I guess who uses the they or they. Yeah, and I thought it was a typo because they were like, "We're talking to this one. We're talking to this person," and yeah. then they kept using their their podcast and their. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Who the fuck else are you talking about?" And then I was like, "Oh, right." Yeah, I've been on stand up shows like they are. I'm like, "Oh, a, a double act." Yeah, like, what is it, the Scar Brothers? And yeah. it's just one person. Yeah, it's just on. hard. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. No, you know? it's just a to me. It's just a grammar issue. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's hard for me to adjust to. It's hard to be a grammar Nazi. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, they, we can't have them. I thought it was just poor writing. I was a regular Nazi. No, because I don't want them. It's all went south. <laughs> what else going on, man? Did you vote? Yeah. On the, I mailed it in. Yeah, I mailed it in, too. I don't want the fucking sticker. I don't want the lines. Uh-huh. I don't want the pats on the back. It's so easy. The mailing thing was just so easy. Yeah. I don't know. Why, why, why are people standing in line for four hours in California? I, I didn't understand that. I mean, I I don't know why anybody wouldn't get the mail-in option, man. And maybe they don't trust it. I don't know. I know we don't do a lot of politics here, and I don't I don't like being political. But man, I just don't like Joe Biden. The thought of him versus Trump—it's like what a pile of diarrhea or a pile of vomit? Which one? Uh, like he just is so unlikable. I just don't like his personality. He's, uh, uh, leaps and bounds better than Trump. Let's. Is he? It, yes. Okay. I mean, I hope Fucking so. Yes. I get the blue, no matter who, but like, yes. he still sucks. Like, just, uh, just he's a creep. And I know, say what you want to about Bernie, but at least Bernie was telling you what he's going to do. I feel like most, especially Biden, it's just a bunch of platitudes and doublespeak. Like, what the fuck is your plan? It's well, a politician. Yeah. And and again, here's the thing. I don't know. I'll probably get in trouble with this. I don't understand. Okay. And I keep in mind, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? But I did a little bit of research, and apparently Biden, def- back in the day, was a staunch defender of segregation, but yet in the what, African-American in, in what population sense? votes for him. He, he used to give speeches about, uh, he was an- about busing, and uh, there's a quote about it's going to turn these schools into an urban jungle, and he didn't want busing. He didn't want segregation. Like, but yet he does so well with the African American vote. And I get like, okay, he was Obama's vice president, but maybe dig a little deeper than just he was Obama's vice uh, president. It was about busing in people. Mm-hmm. That just seems weird that 
any time in the last 50 years someone would, you know, defend segregation. It like, wasn't. I mean, it's. I think it's deeper than that. Yeah. I mean, it's still not great, but I don't think it's like it's a separate but equal mm-hmm. situation. I just, I don't know, just, and, you know, all those allegations I of. I don't know, man. I got, I got jury duty notice the same day. That was Super Tuesday. Oh, really? So I'm like, man, that's, I, I, that's the joke that nobody ever laughed, but like about how everybody has such a hard on for voting. Like, it's your civic responsibility. And then if you give a person a jury duty notice, they're like, God damn it. Yeah. I'm saying the word. It's your civic I'm saying the word to get out of this. <laughs> like, oh, why one? Oh, because when one's inconvenient, you yeah. don't like your yeah. civic responsibility. Well, and I never bought when, into when, that. When you get a sticker and a free donut or whatever the fuck. I never bought into that. You got to vote. No matter who you vote for, you got to vote. Well, what if you're mm. voting for a shithead? Well, that was my whole, the last election cycle when it was just every celebrity, like, it's just important that you vote. No, tell me who you want me to vote for, because that's what you're saying. Yeah. You don't... You just have to vote. Cool, I'm going to vote for Trump. Now you're not happy. Yeah. Now you're not happy that I'm going to vote. Yeah. Don't. I live here, and we're talking politics out our ass as much as I think everybody else talks politics out their ass. Mm-hmm. And that's eh, fucking whatever, man. I'm so sick of it. I got all my no soliciting sign. I got my extra no soliciting sign. Saw that. Says, no anything. Don't come here with politics, religion, anything. I'm just angry. Get off my lawn motherfucker these days uh-huh and i was telling my neighbor i'm like is the sign tacky she's like i think i want to get a gun I'm like well that's that's another way to handle it all right well you do you do your way i was gonna go with i'm gonna start with signage you'll start with that get a sign that says these this property these premises protected by smith and wesson mm-hmm. i always like those yeah that's some real yeah. macho bullshit yeah, just put them in the back of their mind hey there may or may not be a a loaded gun in this house, so proceed with caution. Yeah, criminals. Tell people to be like, ah, I could see they're not home. Let's go break in and get that gun. <laughs> oh, so you're yeah. shredding? I uh, yeah, I rode my bike. Just I just I didn't watch any debates. Didn't watch any politics. Mm-hmm. Try to just stay away from mm-hmm. it for my own mental well being. Mm-hmm. Heading back on the road mm-hmm. to tell my jokes. Yeah. And it's been, I mean, it's been all right outside mm-hmm. of the world ending. Yeah. It's been okay. That's true. Outside the culling of the herd that's happening. <laughs> I'm trying to make a joke. Like, Man, it's a bummer. We're all going to get coronavirus before we can fight in the class war. <laughs> I don't know. Had a good cinnamon roll this week. Well, shit. Here's, mm. some, here's the big news. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the headline. I feel like cinnamon rolls overlooked. It's overlooking cinnamon rolls. Oh. Man, it's the best of both worlds. It's sweet and it's carbs. Sweet carbs. Oh boy, where'd you go? Uh, Cinnabon. Got a this diner I was telling you about near my house, Park Pantry. Yeah, uh, just a really great, cute little diner, and uh, homemade big ass cat head cinnamon rolls. Just in the cat head. Just, well, that's the term usually with biscuits. Cat head biscuit is a biscuit the size of a cat head, cat's head. Yeah, it's oh, a southern turn. Really? Yeah. <laughs> if, you like, if you like the cat head biscuits, you should uh, should try the dead possum cornbread. Uh, <laughs> that's that's one way to do it. Yeah. But, oh, man, I just forgot about cinnamon rolls. I forgot how much fun they are. 
Yeah, it's not uh, a usual choice for an adult man. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down with a fork and knife cinnamon roll. I mean, hey, we all give in to the Cinnabon yeah. once in a while. Yeah. You're like, you see it, you're like, yeah. yeah. Why, why, why wouldn't I? Oh, because I'll die. It's like that old Louie had that old bit about uh, he had a Cinnabon at the airport where he arrived. Yeah. He's like, I'm 20 minutes away from my home where I got apples and bananas and shit. Yeah, I got one when I landed. <laughs> Oh, man, I had a good burger this week. You know, uh, have I talked to you about uh, my newfound love of the indie burger joint? Do we talk about ghosts or anything anymore? We'll get to it. Right. You just calm no, down. No, I'm, I'm saying. I've got important I, shit to talk no, about. No, I know, but normally even I, I ask you, I'm like, yeah. what do we talk about this week? And uh, this one, I'm like, I didn't even. Oh, I got Whatever, something. man. We'll get to it. <laughs> but, like, when I lived in L.A., I, uh, you and I, you turned me on to Astro Burger. But that was about the only one I would ever go to, especially if you go over to like Glendale. On every block, there's oh, the the charbroiled yeah, blah, blah. just burger stands. Yeah, and a lot of them though. I think what turned me off is a lot of the signs. There's one in Burbank that says something like charbroiled burgers, uh, pastrami, and chicken bowls. Like, yep. Okay, <laughs> they just they're making just, dirty meat. Yeah, and but it's, it was it's burgers, pastrami, great. and chicken bowl. Hey, y'all got chicken bowls? Okay, what about pastrami? Uh, so I just always thought that those weren't very, like, eh, I don't, I don't, no, I'm not interested. Gonna, they're gonna be great. But uh, oh boy, I found one in Long Beach, Louis Louis the Third, Louis Burgers the Third one. I don't know, uh, dude, so good. Set up just like a regular fast food place, but it's yeah. just a little mom and pop. Even got a drive through. Yeah, I got Rick's oh, over here. Man. Just dirty burgers, man. Yeah, dirty burgers. Got another one called Golden Burger I checked out. Mm. Oh, man. Big yeah, fan. Yeah, L.A. is real good for just old-fashioned old like burger stands that mm. are not – because like where I grew up, like there was like the – in the industrial area, and we had a lot of like warehouses where I was at. And so there was a lot of the go-to lunch spots for the factory workers and yeah. warehouse workers. And it was functional but never great. Well, here it's it's not a gourmet burger, but it's like mm -hmm. the best version of that trash burger you mm -hmm. can get. Yeah. You yep. don't get the pastrami on the burger? No. No, that just seems um, – I like pastrami so much that it just seems like that's they're masking each other. Canceling each other out. I had one once years ago at a place called Super Sub uh -huh. off Western Avenue, and I, we were all shit faced. You get Pizza Puff. That's old Chicago thing. Uh -huh. I didn't realize that was a Chicago thing. Pizza Puff. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. That's Sounds just made up. Junior high. It's just like a hot pocket. It's okay. Deep fried hot pocket pizza puff. And uh, dr drunk, ate that, and crashed in my buddy's place, and woke up. Biggest boner I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah? I don't know what, huh. like, if I was dying and my body was just trying to pump more blood everywhere it could. Huh. Massive heart on. Wow. Like, 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 I'm like, what's, I like, is this, like, is this part of death? Uh-huh. Anyway, that's my story about pastrami burgers. If I have a reaction that lasts longer than four hours, mm -hmm. I'm calling every woman I know. <clears throat> Classic bits. Probably a billing ball joke. Oh fuck, man! I, I I I had a tweet, but I was like, I was like, I don't, do not make any joke. Coronavirus, but the beer. Shut up. We got the Modelo virus. Two people on a show I was on. No, two people. Corona no. should be called. The, shut the. Ugh. Are you serious? Study comedy, and I don't mean study. Go through the annals of history of comedy. I mean watch the show that you're on, and yeah. see if somebody makes that shit joke already. It was a. Uh, 
Uh, some unstellar, unstellar examples of comedy yeah. that I witnessed this week. Speaking of burgers, Carl's Jr., have you heard about the BFC? Speaking of, what's that stand for? Buttfuck chicken? <laughs> Classic stuff. Hey, you like your chicken fried, deep fried, or buttfuck? Study comedy. Uh, yeah, let me tell you about how comedy works. What's that stand for? Buttfuck chicken? Carl's Jr.'s BFC, Big Fried Cheese. It's just a big disc of fried cheese on top of the, the regular burger. Mm. Just, okay. Like, I, Have you tried this? No. But, like, even I'm like, fine, take it easy. Carl's Jr.'s the worst. They're just I started going back because they, had, they had the impossible burgers. Yeah. Which, and you know what? In their defense, I forgot that they did, like, it did look like lettuce and tomato that they put on there that moment and not just something sitting around. Well, that's nice. That's nice. I like lettuce and tomatoes. Yeah. I like it, too. You want a big piece of fried cheese? Just, they're putting, fuck, somebody's putting, I saw something, they're putting chicken nuggets in there and fried cheese. Real arms race. Fucking so. Philly cheese, beef. And just make a great burger. Just make a solid burger. You don't have to. It's my, it's my same thoughts are with pizza. You don't have to put a bunch of crazy shit on there. If it's just good, just make a good pizza. But that's what's fun about pizza. You pick and choose your toppings. Well, a traditional topping. I don't need fucking asparagus and goddamn cauliflower and shit on Try there. Try it out, man. Nah, not going to do it. All right. You want to get you into a topic? Weird, you put weird shit in your chili? You want to let somebody put asparagus on their pizza? No, not at all. No. Because you eat too much asparagus, and then your pee tastes funny. <laughs> It's not my joke. That's uh, God, Karen, Carol named Karen in Atlanta had a great joke like that. Yeah. Your pee tastes funny. It's a uh, Randy Lee key joke about pineapple supposed to make your sperm taste better. He's like, I don't know, I've been drinking it for weeks. I haven't noticed a difference. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks sperm. Ah. Uh, let's get into a topic here, Ding Dong. Yeah, what are we? Uh, what kind of bullshit are we talking about today? You ever heard of John Titor? Titor, Titor, T I T O R. T I T O R. Nobody knows the pro- the uh, the proper pronunciation because no one's heard this guy speak. Is that the mystery? John Titor. We, we I may have mentioned him years ago uh, when we talked about time travel. John Titor is a dude who popped up on the internet back in uh, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually in 98, uh, he showed up on the Art Bell Show, Coast to Coast, yeah. which uh, you used to be a fan of. Now it's just well, I mean, just maybe in the Art Bell days, but yeah. nowadays... Yeah, I liked Art Bell. Uh, back in 98, the Art Bell, uh, you know, Coast to Coast AM... Uh, he would. He had this thing called open timelines, where people would call in and and talk about how they were time travelers. Well, uh, when was it? Uh, I think June, maybe. Anyway, sometime in '98, he got a fax because that's how you can tell this guy's from the future. <laughs> John Tidor. He, uh, July 29th, 1998. I'm going to read the facts. They've kind of condensed it. Dear Art, I had to fax when I heard other time travelers calling in from any time past the year 2500 AD. Please let me explain. Time travel was invented in 2034. Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity engine. 
The basic design involves rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. By altering the speed and direction of rotation, you can travel before and backward, blah, blah, blah. Time itself can be understood in terms of connected lines. When you go back in time, you travel on your original timeline. When you turn the singularity engine off, a new timeline is created due to the fact that you and your time machine are now there. Uh, it goes on. I don't know. Bore you. The, unfortunately, it was also discovered that anyone going forward in time from my year of 2036 hit a brick wall in the year 2564. Please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564. Anyway, that's the first facts that Art Bell received and read on Coast to Hope, Coast to Coast back in 98. Um, then back in 2000, a couple years later, you can do the math, he started showing up on Art Bell's chat rooms. And I think for about a year, he dropped a lot of uh, messages there on the chat rooms and uh, basically just talking about how he was a time traveler. And he, uh, he's from, like I said, from 2036. He had, he's, he had, he's a time traveler uh, working for the military, and his mission was he was sent back to 1975. Yeah. <laughs> sent back to 1975 to grab a, uh, a computer. This uh, specific computer, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. I lost that note in front of me. Um, but a, a certain computer, the uh, what Commodore fifty one hundred, maybe, um, because one would say, well, why would somebody from the future give a shit about an old crappy computer from the seventies? Uh, there's some coding mechanism, some unknown feature of this computer that uh, the public didn't know about, and even a lot of computer folks didn't know about. But there was some coding uh, mechanism that would be beneficial to uh, shit they were working on okay. in 2036. Um, so but, yeah, like 40, so the mystery... 14 years. So the mystery is, is this guy legit or was he an internet hoax? And he did make several predictions. Many did not come true. But then there's some explanations as to why maybe they didn't come true. And we'll get into that a little bit. Oh, yeah, the computer, uh, 5100. Uh, uh, IBM 5100 uh, was one of the first portable computers the 5100 hit the market in 1975. It weighed 55 pounds and uh, supported an uh, internal 5-inch CRT monitor. Um, so, yeah, he had to go back and retrieve this thing. Here's his uh, facts regarding that. The 5100 had a very simple and unique feature that IBM did not account for and decided it was not in their best interest to advertise, uh, which in hindsight was not very smart. This accidental feature was thus removed from any future desktop computers. In order to take advantage of this feature, the 5100 I have now required a couple of special tweaks that had to be done by one of the software engineers back in 75. Anyone who is familiar with this feature and was told to keep their mouth shut and it will be able to tell you I will be able to tell you what it is. Yes, we still have toilet tissue, and some people still suffer from extreme anal fixation. I don't know what that last part what? was supposed to mean. He That's the that. only part I heard. Yeah, I think that I don't know if that was him trying to be funny. Yes, we still have toilet tissue, and some people still. I don't know. In the future, people are into butt stuff. <laughs> I guess maybe that's what he's saying. Butt fuck chicken. It's all coming together. He predicted the butt fuck, but uh, the old butt fuck chicken. All right. So he uh, he talks about his time machine. He uh, he later faxed in a uh, a sketch of the time machine. Um, yeah, man. Uh, here's what he says about his time machine: the means by which I travel in time is very physical. I require a quote machine to do it. It weighs about 500 pounds. It gets quite hot. I do not own it, and I did not build it. Within limits, I will be happy to discuss how it works and how the f- how future science thinks time works. So, sent some faxes, then started showing up on the uh, message boards, and uh, 
People are like, hey, man. Oh, and I got some – we're going to get to some real wacky shit here in a few minutes. Oh, okay. we're going to get to wacky yeah, stuff. The, the real wacky shit. Outside of this shit. guy, this ass party time traveler. <laughs> let me uh, let me throw, throw you a couple of predictions that he made. Um, by the way, he gave a, uh, a caveat saying that um, – I forget how he phrased it, but uh, I'm not smart enough to understand how time travel works. I know that's shocking. But – when you time travel, there's a 2.5% chance that you are going to travel on a slightly different timeline. So okay. he gave that caveat, some think, as an excuse, as, 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 as a way to justify any incorrect predictions. Like, oh, well, I told, oh, divergent. Yeah, a 2.5% chance that you're going to, that, your timeline's going to diverge a little bit than what the one you're on, the reality of the one that we are on. Well, isn't that the fault with time travel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's how that's connected. This is going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll change that. Mm-hmm. Your very presence as a time traveler affects the future from which you came. Yeah. That's why it's so tricky. Damn tricky time travel. <laughs> uh, here's here's some uh, predictions that he made. Not predictions uh, per se. These are just this is n- not a prediction in the sense that he's like, no, I I lived the future and this is what's going to happen. He said a world war is going to break out in 2015, mm-hmm. killing nearly three billion people. He said that back uh, in November Strike 2000. One. Yeah, uh, according to a story. <laughs> He began his journey in 2036. He, uh, he grew up in Florida. He experienced both domestic conflict in the form of a civil war. Uh, he said there was going to be a civil war in uh, 2005 and followed by a worldwide nuclear war in 2015. Uh, he said the effects of these conflicts would be disastrous. And uh, much of his story involved uh, his contempt for people of our time period, his dystopian future, he thought, could have been avoided. Um, yeah. So he said... Three billion people were going to die in a world war back in 2015. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, Let's see. What else? Oh, the Iraq War. Now, this is interesting. He said – I'm trying to find his exact quote here. Um, You know the guy from uh, – one of the guys from the band House of Pain quit rapping and bought the house that The Outsiders was filmed in? Everlast? No, the other guy. Um, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to pepper. What's that got to do? I'm nothing. I'm just peppering oh. you, dicking around on Wikipedia with <laughs> some facts, with some some real facts. He bought the house from the outsiders, and it's a museum. In oh, Tulsa, okay. Well, how does. about that? Anyway. Um, he said that. Uh, Back we- to you, Dave. <laughs> I just come in with like a human interest story. Um, okay, here's this quote. None of the things I've said will be a surprise. They were set into motion 10, 20, even 30 years ago. Uh, are you really surprised to find out that Iraq has nukes now? Or is that just BS to whip everyone up, up into accepting the next war? Back in uh, February of 2001, he predicted that uh, the U.S. would be involved in a war with Iraq. Which that didn't happen. That did indeed happen, as we all know. Back in uh, was that March of two thousand three is when we, mm-hmm. hey, Bin Laden in Afghanistan is responsible. So let's go get Iraq. Uh, still, still never understood that. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, some of his details are a little fuzzy, but two years before we invaded Iraq, he predicted that we would do that. So uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, he uh, predicted that the uh, Olympics would no longer be around. He said, uh, as, a result of, as a result of many conflicts, uh, there were no official Olympics after the year 2004. Obviously, that is not true. He says, however, it does appear that they revived the Olympics in 2040. So he said there'd be about a 36-year period where there'd be no Olympics. Um, when did they start splitting up the Olympics to alternate years? What do you mean? Like the uh, the winter and the summer games? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't keep up with that. Was that, that in 2004? Oh, no. Long before that. Yeah. That they started staggering it every two years? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I feel like that's been that way since I can remember. No. Really? You're, you're saying no, the, it used to be the same year. They would winter and summer Olympics in the oh. same year. Huh. And then eventually they had split it. Oh, I'm trying to find out when that happened. I'm looking it up. Uh, you go, you, Although stretching to make his, you know, uh, prediction come true, some people think that uh, – you know, uh, the 2020 games this summer are supposed to be held in Tokyo. Uh, since 1992 is when they stopped. Okay, yeah. Stopped doing them. All okay. Right. Uh, obviously, uh, Olympics coming up uh, this summer in Tokyo, and some people think that, well, well, there's already been speculation that the coronavirus might hamper or completely cancel those Olympic games. And I mean, Olympics are, are like I, – I, it used to be this whole, like – you know, the, the show of strength and that, like, Russia got – their whole team got canceled for doping. They're, the Olympics are horrible for the city that they have them in. Yeah. You build all this shit for this influx of people for a brief amount of time. Then they leave. You just have all these empty buildings that everybody paid for, like, like, like a bit of money at the time. But then long term, it's terrible for the cities. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I could see people changing the format entirely. Speaking of which, did I ever tell have, you have a have a have one Olympic area every four years? Bring the athletes to that area instead of destroying a city around the globe That's every true. four years. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I was in the exact location of the Olympic Park bombing twenty four hours before that happened? Really? At Stone it was at Stone Mountain, right? Uh Olympic um what are they, uh, Centennial Olympic Park down, yeah. downtown Atlanta. Uh yeah, I was right there where it happened. Really? Literally tw- I was there the night before. The same part, fucking around. Was that what that, the movie came out about? Yeah, Richard guy. Jewell. What was the movie? They just thought he did it. Yeah, they thought he did it, and ultimately he was cleared. But like they, they ruined know who his, did it. They, oh yeah, they know who did it. Um, Eric Robert Rudolph. Yeah, you know Eric Robert Rudolph. He was this Eric wh- Robert Rudolph. He was this white supremacist, uh, right wing nut. He uh, he blew up a abortion clinic in Birmingham, Alabama. He set a bomb at a lesbian nightclub in Atlanta, oh. and he's the one that was responsible for that. Uh, then he went and hid in the uh, in the mountain, the Appalachian Mountains, for like four years. He was just living in the mountains yeah. before they uh, finally caught him digging in a dumpster. But, yeah. Oh, I do remember hearing about that. Eric that Robert Richard, what, so what happened with Richard Jewell? They just... Richard Jewell, for the first several months, they, they thought he did it because he's the one that found the bomb and called yeah, it in. And then they... So he went from hero to suspect, to ultimately being cleared. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, he was just like a small town cop uh, in North Georgia and was uh, doing like security detail, like extra moonlight and security detail during the Olympics. Yeah. He found the bomb and, uh, and then like a week later, everybody's like, he did it. Um, much like Nostradamus in last week's episode, old Teeter uh, gave some, some vague predictions. He talks about uh, Russia and China. He says, quote, Russia and China have always had a very strange relationship. Even the news I see now indicates that continued weapons deals to allies, border clashes, and overpopulation will lead to hostilities. The West will become very unstable, which gives China the confidence to expand. He said that in 2001. Yeah. You know that, that could that's be. that's the problem. If you're a time traveler right now, you can come back and tell me what happens next week. Mm-hmm. Don't do vague shit. If you're a real time traveler, and don't it doesn't have to be some sweeping like like we were just saying. Tell last me who time. won the Super Bowl. This yeah, just some basic shit. If you knew it, it's not. If you're a time traveler, it's some. It, I mean, I, maybe it's a government thing, but you would be on such secret lockdown. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a time traveler, and you know what happens in the future. You come back here and it's not no and fucking facts. He faxed his predictions from the future. Okay, now I got some really crazy shit for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Donald Trump may or may not be a time traveler. He's not. Okay. Here's the story. Here's the theory. All right, All right. Donald, oh, oh, President Trump. He had an uncle, a guy named uh, George John Trump. And uh, he was a well-known scientist and MIT professor. Really? Uh, yeah. Some brains in it? Yeah, yeah. shocking. Uh, he's the one who examined the notes of uh, Nikola Tesla after his death in mm-hmm. 1891. Uh, Tesla had been branded uh, as quite mad for his work in anti-gravity, invisibility, and time travel. Well, old George Trump, uh, he was called upon by the FBI to look into Tesla's work after his death to see if any of his work would be valuable to our military. So old George, I don't know exactly when he was doing this, but old George Trump, uh, he looked into it, and he reported that uh, there was, in fact, uh, no useful information in Tesla's uh, uh, you know, notebooks, and he had some blueprints and stuff like that. So uh, the conspiracy claims that he found some sort of blueprint for a time travel machine, and then old George Trump took it upon himself to build it, the theory is that George built the time machine, gave it to Donald, his nephew, just before George's death in 1985. Donald Trump then used the machine to travel to the future and back again under the name John Tidor. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I missed that part. Not just Donald Trump's a time traveler. Donald Trump is John Teeter. Uh, legend has it that Donald Trump used the time machine to generate his family's fortune and use the subsequent power that came with that to run for president. His desperation to prevent a nuclear war is perhaps a key. Um, Where are you reading this? Uh, internet. Which part? Uh, oh, there's all kinds of stuff in here. There's, a, uh, there's something that, what's in the address bar? Well, uh, these are my notes that I pulled from all of them. Oh, these are, these so are my not, handwritten notes. I'm not notes. even citing any yeah, sources. Yeah. Classic conspiracy theorist. <laughs> uh, where, where was I? Um, oh, oh, right at the facts. He stopped right. I'm not saying these are facts. I'm saying this is a theory that's floating around. Right in the middle of the thing that made total sense. That's fucking entertainment. Okay. Damn it, Donald Donald Trump is an articulate liar named John Tidor. Uh huh. Who faxed predictions? Trump's not okay. Uh, Well, well, and one of the theories is you know how 
well, Trump is so confident. He can't he's stop a, talking out his ass to save his life. He's an expert on everything, right, according to him. He, this is a quote from Trump. Trump, uh, I know more about ISIS than the officials do. Believe me. You know, he's always saying, I know the most about this. I know yeah, the most. he's of, an asshole. Well, of course, but maybe he went to the future and he learned some shit and he no. came back. No, he didn't. Okay. This is interesting, okay? There's this guy named uh, Ingersoll Lockwood. This guy was an author in the late 1800s. I may we may have spoken about this. Ingersoll Ingersoll Lockwood. He was an author in the late 1800s. Um, he wrote a few science fiction fantasy novels. The first one, um, the first one in relevance to this, was called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. That's the name of it. Published in 1893. The second one was titled 1900 or The Last President. In the first novel, the Baron in the title refers to the fact that the titular character is a Baron. That wasn't necessarily his name. His actual name in the, in the, the character's name was Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trump, T-R-O-O-M-P. That's a, okay. That's a handle. Get this. This Baron Trump character, he's a young boy who lives in Castle Trump. Could that be the White House? He travels to Russia, of all places, mm. to find a portal to another dimension. When he gets there, he follows the instructions provided by a man named Don. Okay? So, I don't know what old Inger, what, what's, what's Ingersoll this? Lockwood. Ingersoll. I-N-G-E-R-S-O-L-L. Ingersoll Lockwood. Get this. In the other book, 1900 or The Last President, uh, Lockwood depicts New York City in November when an election gone awry as an outsider wins the U.S. presidential election. The book even has a reference to Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue. On page five, quote, the Fifth Avenue Hotel will be the first to feel the fury of the mob. Could that be in, in, in mm-hmm. reference to, you know, some of the first protests against Trump were outside of Trump Towers there on Fifth Avenue? Uh, the second book details the story of an uprising of Americans who deny the results of the presidential election. Now, that's you got to admit, that's kind of fucking weird. Snopes is saying it's a, it's a mostly true thing. About the... The Ingersoll? I mean, yeah. The, I mean, that's the, crazy. The connection to Nicola, the, the uncle being mm-hmm. knowing Tesla. and I mean, that's pretty bizarre. Both books are archived in the Library of Congress, according to Snopes, and can be read in full on archive.org. That's a little fucking... I mean, that's uh, weird. All right, now this, now we got to a thing here. See? What is this? Thank this you. This is a weird one. Well, yeah, we fucking knee-deep through a bunch of bullshit till we got to Well, that's, book. you know, that's the process. So, yeah, John Tedor... Faxed Art Bell in 98, made a bunch of uh, online uh, post-2000, 2001. Some of this shit was pretty vague and incorrect. Some of it could be interpreted as being true. Uh, in- interpreted. <laughs> interpreted. Uh, interpreted. Yeah, I could speak. Um, and then that whole 2.5% divergence, that's the, the uh, defenders of Teeter lean heavily on that. Like, well, you know. Uh, but 2.5% is not much. Does that mean, how about uh, another 97.5% of truth Where's, or of accuracy? I don't see that anywhere. So, I mean, you know, I, th- I think, the, I think the, the meat in this sandwich, I think the pastrami, the boner-inducing pastrami burger of this sandwich is this 
Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey mm-hmm. book. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty bizarre, right? Yeah, they're explaining some stuff like, oh, a man named Don. Well, because Don is in Spanish. is like, sir. Uh-huh. You know, Don Julio, Don Corley. Like, oh, that's Italian, but he but lived in the, quote, the Castle Trump. Yeah, talking about, the, you know, he's... he's he traveled to Fifth Russia. Fifth Avenue Hotel. Traveled to Russia. That's nuts. Mm, yeah. I got to find the guy. Yeah, this one's a little weird. This one is, uh, this one's, okay. I was trying to find the guy. I can't remember his name. I guess I could have just fucking listened to our own episode, but I didn't think to do that. But I, yeah. I did speak uh, when we were talking about this a few years ago. I'm not listening to you right now. There was a guy. <laughs> There was a guy who was like, and there was video of this dude who was very well spoken, seemed very intelligent. He was, uh, and he was like, I I traveled all over time, and he gives so all the these. Guy that was in the court, that was wasn't that uh, a, 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 a valiant Thor? Or is he no, it's a different guy. That's an alien. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's an alien, yeah. not a time traveler. No. My mistake. <laughs> exactly. But no, I can't remember this guy's name. Uh, I'll find it and talk about it next week. But anyway, this dude, there's a lot of video of this guy just talking. Like You talk about details. He's given really specific like uh, geographical details about the future. He's talking about uh, – I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, yeah, in the year 2145, uh, the, the coast of Georgia will be – you know, Georgia and Florida will be gone. Uh, he just talks about what the geography was like in the future and like a lot of it is pretty um you know ominous like just all the certain yeah. states have disappeared they're now georgia's now underwater california's gone arizona's the yeah, the, the west coast and shit like that good yeah but uh this guy like seemed pretty credible like he was very well spoken a lot of details and this guy's just i oh, mean he's the dude it's all starting to click now he's not the guy that crossed <laughs> Not to be confused with the guy who crawled underneath his kitchen sink and went into a por- portal and met his older self. Yeah. Uh, there's another story about that guy. Some Russian dude was fixing his sink. He fell into a portal, and he met uh, the 70-year-old version of himself. And there's a YouTube That's video of those two guys. Super Mario. <laughs> this is the plumber that found another dimension. It's so stupid, man. Oh, God. I met my long-lost brother. He was wearing green. I was wearing red. Fucking ridiculous. There's a YouTube video of that one, though, of this guy. These two dudes standing next to each other, and one guy's like 70, and one guy's like 35. And, I mean, they both have, like, bald-shaved heads, and they're the same height and build. But, like, he's like, this is me in the future. Yeah, there's only And, oh, they had the same tattoo. Even though the old guy's tattoo looks new. It doesn't look yeah, faded. No. So we got to do a better job at sniffing out some of this stuff. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah, man. I'm, I'm still fascinated with this topic. This is one of the topics when we first started this podcast. It was one of those where I was like, no way. Like, I never gave it any credibility. To me, mm. it was always science fiction. And then the more, look, the more you look into time travel, like, hmm. You know, I, I'm not smart enough to articulate uh, the science behind it, but it has something to do with wormholes and black holes and parallel universes. Butthole. And, you know, <laughs> but it could be. And then, of course, the whole concept that, uh, you know, some of the UFOs that we're seeing nowadays aren't from other planets or galaxies, but maybe just uh, humans from the future. So that's pretty fucking intriguing. 
I just I don't I I I don't know how they would corral the outcome of people knowing that time travel is real. Like, oh, there's a disaster coming, mm -hmm. so people would try to prevent the disaster. But maybe that would like, but that is how it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh, also Teeter talks about well, he he addresses that in. And again, I don't quite understand, but he's basically saying, who's to say that me and other time travelers haven't gone back and prevented disasters from happening that you never even heard about or knew about because they didn't happen? You know, for example, he talked chaos is going to happen is inevitable. Yeah, but he there's some speculation that he had something to do with the Y2K thing, because he early on, he predicted that the y Y2K was like a lot of people thought was going to be disastrous. And then, as we know, nothing really happened. And I, I think there was some article talking about how he was kind of vaguely taking credit for that. Like, yeah, it didn't happen because I, I went back and I, I, I altered it. And you're welcome. I thought people just fixed their systems. I mean, whatever they were initially concerned about, you know, didn't happen. And he's saying, yeah, it didn't happen because I fixed it. But, you know, that's an interesting concept about the things that, you know, like he predicted that there was going to be a world war in 2015. Maybe we were on that path and may maybe a time traveler came back and tweaked a few things and boom, bullet dodged. You ever think of that shit, huh? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Thanks, time travelers, for, for saving us from what should be worse. Maybe the world is supposed to be worse if it's just up to humans in the present to deal with it. These mm -hmm. time travelers are like, oh, goddamn, we got to go back. <clears throat> I'm more fascinated with like uh, just the what the technology, the what we can do, but should we be doing it? That's what I'm interested in, the AI and what's mm -hmm. developing and how that's going to create this, maybe not time travel, mm -hmm. but a very dystopian future. Just, you know, robot, robot chefs, buddy. Robot everything. Mm -hmm. That's why Andrew Yang was going to give us all $1,000 a month, let the robots figure it out. No, that's that what he's true. gonna do? Yeah, thousand bucks a month. Yeah, uh, universal basic income. He's gonna give every American thousand dollars a month because he's like the singularity's coming. Yeah, pretty soon we're all gonna be out of work, so we gotta have income somehow. Yeah, fucking blue. Like all this, all the money, they say like like looking at a list of things Bloomberg could have just fixed outright with oh his, with his money with what he spent on his stupid campaign. Like what? What did they say? Just like like Flint could add clean water. It's like five hundred, six hundred billion. Yeah, five hundred like million. That. For and, and I, he was in the race I, for and, like a month. And somebody else was saying like, well, he he was mayor of New York, and New York did well uh, under his leadership. And that's like, you know. did you hear him? There was a clip surfaced a few weeks ago about him defending his. You know about stop and frisk? Oh yeah, he was defending that on a radio show a couple of years ago. And he, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically was like, you know, I think uh, actually we didn't stop enough minorities. We stopped too many whites. He's basically saying that it like it didn't work mm. how he wanted it to. Too many whites were getting stopped in Frisk and not enough minorities. Oh, like, well. oh, buddy. Sorry, Bloomy. Those are bad optics. Bad optics. 
I can't. I can't talk about it anymore. Yeah. What else is time travel real, Dave? Yes or no? Yes. It's real. Mm-hmm. They're amongst us. Mm-hmm. They walk among us. Yeah. And we talked about that last time, but there's several examples of like people just being out of place, and there's some story. I don't have all the – I can't remember all the details, but like one guy, a dead guy they found in New York City back in the 40s, and he had a passport from like a country no one's ever heard of, but it all looked very official. And they That's just, a good long-term prank is getting buried with something that will mess with people if they <laughs> dig you up. Yeah. That's the way to do it. And then there's like some of these weird YouTube videos. Uh, there's a special features in a Charlie Chaplin movie from the 20s. Where there's an old lady walking by the camera and it looks like she's talking on a cell phone. No, I, I read like about that. that one. It's not. It's people hard of hearing had tiny horns yeah. that you would put in your ear so you could hear things. Yeah. That's what that was. There's another one of some hipster back in the uh, back in the forties. I think it was the thirties or forties or some some ribbon cutting for some new building or something. Yeah. It's all these this picture a wide shot of but you can see about fifty people gathered. And uh, everybody's got the typical 1940s garb. Yeah. And then there's a guy who looks like he's from, like, the 90s. It's got, like, a screen-printed T-shirt. Those weren't invented. It's got, like, weird weird modern haircut, modern sunglasses. There's shit like that floating around out there. There's a, in a Mike Tyson fight back in the 90s. I think we talked about this. But in the background, there's a guy holding up what looks exactly like an iPhone. Like, even when they zoom in, like... It looks like an iPhone from like '93. It's like, yeah, those weren't around yet. That's a supreme level of trolling. Is just putting out like doing the long, like the Toynbee tiles of mm-hmm. just like a long term, like sitting on sitting on a prank. Like here's a doctored photo and just let the internet, like, yeah, just sitting there making those all day. And yeah, see that's the thing. There's people out there that are just in it to fuck with people. Yeah. Just in there to troll and just see. These little pranks and things, and see if they have legs. So that's unfortunately, I think that undermines a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I still count up to like, as much as the internet is a beautiful tool to bring us all together, it has also created a whole realm mm-hmm. of. And again, they, they talk about deep fakes and everything. That's the technology of like, yeah. be wary of everything. Yeah. Now it's not just like, oh, believe half of what you read, yeah. and none of what you or half of what you see, and none of what you read, or whatever. Now it's, it's like, how, like how can you trust any source? How can you like they have, they have classes now to teach you to spot fake news and how to understand if something's misinformation. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's like, oh that's the part that gets real scary. Mm-hmm. Oh election year, well this is a fake video. This is a real video. This is a fake. How, how are you going to determine this? That's true. And you know I'm guilty of that too. I'll see something or read something like. Fuck that guy, you know. Yeah. And you're like, well, how do you know it's? Ex- how do you know it's what you're reading? Knee jerk reaction to like a, a ten second video clip mm-hmm. of like somebody reposted like this is police brutality. And you see a cop chase. Somebody's just walking, and a cop runs up and pushes him over. Yeah, <clears throat> let's see. But the, it's thirty seconds. I'm like, let's see what happened tell, before. Yeah, that. tell me who that guy is. Why? Uh, you know, you, there's no context, and we react to stupid little snippets. Yeah, I thought I was watching, was walking with Rachel to UCB last night, and some lady's walking by with purpose on the sidewalk, and she gets close, and she, her face is all beat up, and she's got a bottle of booze in her hand. Mm-hmm. But walking with purpose, not like stumbling, like I need help, like ah, either fought somebody for that booze or what. 
But Rach, she's like, why don't, not in that particular sense, but in general, like, why don't we help that? It's like, I, you never know what some, you see two people fighting, you have no idea who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, yeah, you see one person getting the shit kicked out of him by 10 people. It's like, all right, whoa, hold on. Call it, this is fucked up. What's going on here? But who knows if it's 10 guys going, oh, that's the guy that, you know, assaulted my sister. And they're going to beat the shit out of him. And yeah. Again, I'm not a judge or jury, but I'm like, yeah, all right. Some cases of street justice going down. I'm like, yeah, all right. Hey. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Thing. That's all right, buddy. Got a recipe for you. All right. Give him a recipe. Uh, St. Patty's Day coming up. Got some corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. I did a trial run on this a few weeks ago. Okay. And uh, I made it before, but I was just practicing uh, last week. Uh, If you want to make some original corned beef and cabbage, uh, this time of year, most grocery stores sell corned beef, um, the raw brisket. Corned beef is basically brisket, but you can buy it in a a pack in the the, uh, meat counter um, that's already in the, the brining solution. So just look for just mm-hmm. a prepackaged thing, but it's in the raw meat counter. Uh, usually about a three-pound brisket floating in some solution. It comes with a little pack oh, of spices. So, <laughs> Real test tube baby over here. <laughs> but here's what you do. You get you that brisket. You take it out of the pack and uh, get you a big uh, Dutch oven or roasting pan or something. And uh, I don't have all my notes in front of me. I think I did 350. Preheat your oven to 350, but before it goes in the oven, you want to sear that shit off. Uh, so take your, uh, you know, roasting pan. I don't know. It's great for searing. But a, uh, a Dutch oven, you could do it. If, if you've got a roasting pan, sear it in a frying pan. But just uh, real high heat, a little bit of oil, and, uh, you know, 30 seconds on all sides. Just want to get it brown, get it toasty. Uh, 30, 60 seconds searing. on all okay. sides. All right. All right. Then throw it in your Dutch oven and throw that little uh, spice pack in there. And then uh, you want to get you – you could use water. You could use beef stock. Uh, I used beer. I got some Guinness Stout. Not the Guinness oh, Draft, right. but I got the Guinness Stout. And uh, get whatever beer you want, probably a darker, you know, like a Guinness or a brown or even an amber ale, something like that. Um, and pour enough beer in there to where it covers about three-fourths of the uh, of the chunk of meat. You don't want it completely submerged. Um but yeah, about three fourths of it in there. You could throw in some uh, garlic cloves. You could throw in some bay leaves. You could throw in a little cumin, a little salt and pepper, whatever you want. Uh, three fifty for about three hours. Um, check, you know, check on it. it. Might take four hours, but you're basically braising it. Oh yeah, the, with the Dutch oven, if you either put the top on or wrap it in foil, throw it in the oven three or four hours at about three fifty. Uh, about twenty minutes before it's done. Get you a whole head of cabbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, you know, everybody likes it differently. You could quarter and eighth it if you want. I like to shred it like a thick shred, not a not a fine shred like you would have thick shred, a, th- a thick shred. Uh, you know, about about a half inch, uh, half inch to an inch uh, shred. I love cabbage. A little salt and pepper yeah. on cabbage. Yeah. Underrated. Uh, yeah. Get you a whole cabbage, thick shred. Uh, throw it Lettuce into Lettuce's out of shape cousin. <laughs> exactly. Throw it into a frying pan with a little olive oil. Uh, saute that shit up. Uh, slice up a, a white or yellow onion. Throw that in there too. A little salt and pepper. Uh, maybe a little smoked paprika. And you're just sauteing. It's going to take about 10 minutes till it gets nice and, and limp. Uh, limp and tender. 
And uh, yeah, and then when you pull the uh, when you pull the uh, corned beef out, uh, take it out and kind of cut it up however you please, and then uh, serve it with that uh, sh- thick shredded cabbage and onions. And uh, oh boy, there you go, you got corned beef and cabbage. It's a good time. All right, okay, yeah, man. Doing anything for St. Patty's Day? You're gonna be on the road. Uh, where? When is it? Where am I? The seventeenth. Next. No, Tuesday. I'm back. Okay. Oh, the, the, uh, Flogging Molly's doing a big old thing over at uh, Palladium. Oh, right, right, right. I might, I might bang around there a little bit. I'm looking forward to your uh, annual. We'll see. We'll see. Annual yeah, yeah, I've been trying to think about them. Um, I'll do a comic of the week. I'll throw it to old Matt Bronger. He was the one I had. Yeah, yeah. Old Matty Bronger's new album. Please hold me. Should be called Fat Dahmer. <laughs> oh, oh, watch out! That's his old chair. Uh, it's Matt. He's the yeah. best. Big goofball. Story about me almost getting him kicked out of the house he rented for his 40th birthday. Oh, yeah? That's on the album? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. I'm fun at parties. Yeah, man. Yeah, go check out Matt. Matt Bronger, please hold me. Uh, that's like his fifth, maybe? I think that's about his fifth hour. Uh, I think he's got... He's got Shovel Fighter. He's got uh, uh, Live in Portland... You get about three or four out right now. Yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, cool, man. Uh, dates to plug. Where you at? Today is the tenth. Tonight, Providence, Rhode Island. Tomorrow, Hamden, Connecticut. Thursday, Ithaca, New York. Friday, Saturday, Toronto, Ontario. <laughs> what old Mikey Carosa? Oh, have, Mikey. I'm gonna have Jim Twos with me. Uh, Tomorrow night and Thursday night. Right on. I got Ray Harrington with me tonight. Okay. Good yeah. job. Yeah, it'll be fun. Well, cool, man. Uh, I'm heading out uh, next week or two. Uh, in order, you can see me in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Kalamazoo, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, and wrapping it up in Chicago, April 2nd at North Bar. That's going to be fun. Man, Chicago crowd's always good to me, man. I've only, yeah, man. Every time I'm it's there. It's a good town. Every time I'm there, they come out and uh, super nice, it's super a good nice folks. Town. So, yeah, man, that's where you can find me. Uh, specific dates and tickets at dumbdavestone.com. Uh, patrons. Yeah, man. If, you, if you're not a patron, four bucks a month. Uh, just dropped uh, another Dave's uh, Record Room a week or two ago. Uh, you get the. Uh, every month, I either do a Dave's Record Room or a Dave's Kitchen. I either uh, teach you how to cook some shit or I rant about records. And you also get the uh, bonus Q&A episodes, four bucks a month, tell a friend, uh, patreon.com slash bookiemonster. So there you go. Holler at your boys. Wash your hands. Don't cough on anybody. Yeah, thick shred. Thick shred, baby. The Boogie Monster.
Star Fans Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.